0: Bismillah الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله شريك وأشهد look at this 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 gathering for the Fajr Salah Masha'Allah Happy to see the sea, Birmingham has potential We're in Birmingham, Alabama, you're listening to Islam today And we're broadcasting to you almost live I like that, almost live, especially in the morning You feel like you're almost live <laughs> We just, Alhamdulillah, we're listening to the Imam reading in the Fajr Salah He was reading Surah Fajr Well, Fajr, wa Layl, and shafi, wa MashaAllah, Alhamdulillah, that we were able to be here this morning and enjoy each other's uh, company for a program that, we, inshallah, will be dealing with how close we came. How close we came. It's sad, you know, when the non-Muslim can understand our situation better than we can. It's sad when those who are are not Muslim who don't get up early in the morning in pray they don't fast Ramadan, they don't do Hajj, they don't believe La Ilaha but yet they understand our condition better than we do sad and I'm referring to uh, a man by the name of Lyndon LaRouche Junior who happens to live in my city in Falls Church, Virginia and at least I guess that's where their office is and he He says in this article That he's writing here About something called The Renaissance And he's talking about What happened in Spain What we call Muslim Spain Well I have thought about this many times And I thought it might be A good idea for us as Muslims To declare what's going on At least there would be The Muslim side of history as well And by the way He did a very nice job I'm giving him great credit And also for his ability to look at the truth even in the situation of what's happening today in light of so-called terrorism and he actually is saying according to his articles that this 911 business in September was actually an attempt of a coup from within our own country. It's a very interesting concept that he has telling us that the very people who live in this country and operate within the structure of the government are themselves responsible very interesting you should read it and by the way he's a presidential candidate when uh, next time it comes up instead of throwing all your support between this one or that one you might look at his uh, background and see what he has although I'm not a person that advocates voting in elections but at the same time if you're going to do that it's a good idea to look at what this man has to say and to proceed my bad to proceed (laughs) to go forward the thing I'd like to mention that we're going to be talking about today is how close we came you know it is sad when you realize that you could be so successful if you just made a little bit of effort in a certain way of course uh, immediately I'm going to have those who are going to tell me well everything's from Allah and that's true and Allah already wrote everything and that's true Allahi I understand that I have no doubt on this subject At the same time If you look back and see See and think About how close we came At least we could say In the future maybe we can do better Maybe in the future Next time we won't be saying close Maybe we'll have the golden ring One of the things that I mentioned As I start this Is that Close When you're in a uh, Competition And you only come close to winning a race It means you lost Coming close But somebody else winning Coming in second means Losing You understand what I'm saying? And close only counts In horseshoes When you throw horseshoes Who gets closest to the peg counts Yes But it only counts In games like horseshoes And hand grenades In nuclear warfare But if we really want to win We don't talk about how close we get We talk about the success Let's look at a couple of incidences Throughout history and see what happens I'm talking about Muslim history And and see what's happened since the last 1400 years I don't want to detail all of the incidences But just to hit a few And I usually begin by asking the question And I have a couple of young Fine looking gentlemen sitting here with me today Who I'm going to ask the question To all of us But see they attend Public school in this country Since they were old enough to go to school So I'm going to ask them The questions and all of us According to what they teach in in the public schools Who discovered America? What's his name? yeah Christopher Columbus isn't that right isn't that what they teach yeah that's what they teach Christopher Columbus discovered America what year 1492 look at this 1492 I'm going to tie this into a piece of history that Muslims don't even know and you know that you know 1492 in relation to what that Christopher Columbus did something what month you know, you have to know that Because you get a day off from school for that October October They get the day off in October for They call it Columbus Day Is that right? And if you talk to some who, are, who Have just recently studied this in History they, class They will tell you that actually He arrived here in October but he left Spain in July and that's also historically correct he did leave there in July some of the points that they don't know oh and they'll say that he discovered the earth was round and he discovered America the amazing thing is when you start to hear the truth is how close we came in fact uh, let's start at the very beginning his name wasn't Christopher Christopher is a Christian name and he was a Jew but by changing his name Then when he goes to discover Whatever he's going to discover It can be in the name of Spain Because actually he applied in other countries First to get support for what he wanted to do But then he goes to Spain And when he gets to Spain He gets support But he needs to change his name So that a Christian name Because that's why the name Christopher Is a perfect name For a Christian country Why did they want to exit Christianity at that time Listen to the rest of the story and see how close we came. In fact, most history books don't bother to deal with the fact that Spain was ruled by Muslims for over 750 years. The language of the land was the Arabic language. The Quran was the holy book of the land and the Sharia of Islam was the government of the people. For how long? Over 750 years. Common names in that time were Omar, Abdullah, Aisha, Sara Amazing when you hear the rest of this story What happened was A thousand years ago Muslim Spain was at the very apex Of the learning center of the entire known world When anyone wanted to elevate their children in education the place to send them was to none other than Andalusia because in Andalus that was the learning center that was the Ivy League of those days and how close did we come because what we know today in chemistry started right there with the Muslims in Spain a thousand years ago the word alchemy comes from the Arabic language In fact, most of the words in science that start with A came from Arabic. And how many people know that today and they take science classes right here in this city in Birmingham, Alabama? They don't know that. A logarithm, the calculations that we use in mathematics, comes from Arabic. The concept of having an unknown. That's represented by a letter Comes from Algebra Called today Algebra Developed where? Muslim Spain And how close we came Think about this If you go through Medicine And the history of medicine You will find that the Key turning point happened In Muslim Spain Because prior to that time People did not bother to keep accurate records Of the history of events How things take place And reference back to see what the effects Of different medicines And different treatments can be But by having a log To constantly refer back to To compare, to compare, to compare Helped them develop the science Of tracking In fact the, the very concept of science itself comes from Muslim Spain to track by recording and referring back testing does this work yes or no the concept came from here even at that time in northern Africa someone by the name of Ibn Battuta how many of you know about Ibn Battuta sad story when you realize how close we came on this issue here is a man who traveled all the way from northern Africa all the way into India amazing and as he traveled he kept a log and he wrote it down everything everywhere and drew pictures and he was actually quite an explorer himself he learned languages he became a judge, Islamic judge and these countries, which by then were all Muslim countries, where he went. Amazing how close we came. Yet today it's taught in the schools that Marco Polo is the discoverer of the Orient. And it brought back things like tea, spaghetti. By the way, spaghetti didn't originate in Italy. It came from China, Qin. And who brought it back? According to history books today... Marco Polo But that misses it By about 400 years Because we had Earlier explorers Muslims Long before that Even back Even back Within 100 to 200 years Of Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Had already been To these places And had already Brought back these things P had already Been introduced over here But just not to Europe Let's go back To Muslim Spain And look how close We came because at that heyday, and a time when the Muslims should have been the most thankful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when the Muslims had so much, they had so much in resources and in knowledge and in money, gold and silver treasures, clothes, the kings. And I say kings because they started to divide up into groups The kings measured their position by the size of their turbans And the gold and jewelry and things that they put on them They began to divide up more and more though And then they began to fight with each other Each kingdom fighting the other kingdom Muslims killing Muslims And sometimes a weaker kingdom would then use their gold and the resources that Allah gave them to employ the services of non-Muslims to help them kill Muslims. They began to give more and more to the Christians to help them kill Muslims in all of the kingdoms so they could dominate. At a time when they had the highest in education and the highest in so-called civilization. The time when it was so popular to send your children and your relatives to get this higher learning because nowhere did they have it. At that time was called the Dark Ages of Europe. And they had the Black Plague and people couldn't figure out why they were dying. And they really were puzzled when they sent... Their children and their relatives And when they went into Spain And they found that the Black Plague didn't spread It didn't spread But there's a reason for that The Black Plague Was a big mystery to the people And they watched all their relatives dying in the streets, So much so that they used carts To just throw the bodies on And there was nobody to bury them Because they were all dying called it black death sometimes it would spread on a ship at sea and everybody on the ship would die and then you would find these floating ships just floating at sea everybody dead and nobody would want it to come into port because they knew if they did that, that black death would spread off the ship but they didn't know how they thought it was some kind of magic they used to burn the ships if they found it dead people on them like that one of the things was that when those ships did go to port and these people had these diseases on there the rats would run down the ropes and then that would help spread the disease but people didn't know that the Muslims on the other hand were doing something that the Europeans weren't doing Something that doctors do Before they operate on you If you watch some of the Educational channels They will tell you how important it is For people that work In surgery Or people who work Even in fast food service Restaurants So on To wash 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 They said the amount of time It takes to recite the ABCs I want you to put your hands together Right now And start to act like you're washing them well I say the ABC's What well, did I tell you to start And I want you to count how many times you washed your hands Thoroughly going through between your fingers Are you ready ABCDEFGHIJKLMNOPQRSTUVWXYZ. How many times Three Three Three, three. Scientifically they, It comes out to about three times But they don't want to say that So they'll tell you, you use the ABC's Because Muslims have been washing their hands three times like that ever since 1,400 years before we pray. In fact, five times, seven times, ten times a day, Muslims are washing their hands three times. Then, though, we add washing our mouth and our nose three times. Then our face three times. Then our arms back to our hands three times. We've washed our hands more than just three times by now, haven't we? Then we even do the hair and the ears and the feet and The surgeon doesn't have to do all of that Because he just puts a little cap on and some booties And come in there and cut you up But even the surgery itself can be traced back Origins in early Muslim Spain Some of the tools, the scalpels and the sutures Are things that you see drawn for the first time A thousand years ago in Muslim Spain This great technology Many of the things that we know today, the method of recording history, even the ship's log used by Christopher Columbus was based on what we call rawaya, Tracing back to see what happens. Recording things so that in the future people can benefit from what you wrote down. How close we came. Because the Muslims continued to fight each other until... One time, some of those that they were given money to decided to try to take them over themselves. And they unified themselves. They united the non-Muslims to fight against the Muslims. And the Muslims were so weak, they couldn't win. So they ran across at Gibraltar into Morocco to the leader, the emir of Morocco. And they said, it was Maghrib, called Maghrib. and it's still called that today. And they begged, come and help us, come and help us. So the emir of Morocco sent all the troops, the Muslim troops of, of northern Africa that he could command and sent them in there to help and they went in and they put down the, this insurrection they put down those who were trying to overthrow all the Muslim kingdoms but the emir told him one thing, he said you've got to stop fighting each other you have got to stop this idea of a kingdom that doesn't exist in Islam this is asabiya and he commanded them that. He told him that. You've got to stop it. Within just a short time, the Muslims began again fighting each other. And then it wasn't long before they began again paying the non-Muslims to help them kill each other. And again, the non-Muslims joined their forces together and this time reinforced Out of what we call Italy today Or Rome at that time The Roman church behind that uh, movement And they came in And this time they were killing big time And wiping out Muslims wholesale Again the Muslims of Spain Ran into Morocco And again they begged for help from the Emir Only this time he said I warned you solve your own problems I'm not shedding the blood of the Muslims of my kingdom or uh, my territory I'm not going to send this over there to help you because look what you've done to yourselves solve your own problem how close did we come the Muslims were beaten everywhere because one large group working against a small group it's pretty easy to figure out the numbers And especially when you don't have the support of a law Until There was only one place left One place where they had a leader And then in January Mid-January Of the year 1492 The last Muslim Amir abdicated And signed a paper Giving the authority over to King Ferdinand and Queen Isabella what year? 1492 what month? January and in July there's already somebody leaving out of the same port in July leaving out, taking off with three ships that are already old so old one of them is already sinking. they had to bail water out of it where does a nation get old ships? (laughs) huh From the country that they took over Muslim ships The new kingdom That replaced the Muslim Spain Ordered that the prisoners Be sent out on these ships To go Because they didn't want to risk Sending the precious folks That they had there To fall off the edge of the earth Because they still believed The earth was flat But all of these prisoners were willing to go. They got in the ships and took off. Why would they be willing to go? They already knew it was round. It's not recording in the history books that you find in the West that the Muslims had already known not only the earth was round, we already had a globe in Al-Azhar University in Cairo a thousand years ago. A globe is laying right there with the outline drawn of the so-called new world. A contiguous, continuous line Showing the shoreline it's, it's very poor compared to days You know, looking from outer space In a satellite See how accurate that, that can be Compared to what we have But at least it showed That there was something out there A line showing where this land was This continent A place that Christopher Columbus thought Was India And that he was going to open a trade route Into India A shorter distance across Instead of going around the other way in the world He understood it But how? Who told him that? How did he know it? Why would he say these people were Indians When he arrived here? Because he thought he was in India He thought he was in India But the Muslims knew And by the way Just for the record He never ever In four trips that he made Never ever did he step one foot On American soil No he never touched the United States He did not land in Florida Or Georgia Or Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana Texas or Mexico He didn't even make it to Cuba He went to the Bahamas But in October You don't blame him Because you get a good rate there with your travel agent It's really nice in the Bahamas in October On the serious side Look how close we came Muslims were in the ships Muslims had built these ships Muslims had provided the route In fact they even provided the log For knowing how to keep it And Christopher Columbus kept the log Captain's log Captain's log That concept Especially if you like to watch Star Trek Captain's log Stardate 9,400 and whatever The idea of keeping a log Come from where? From a person in Bukhara In Tashkent His name was Imam Bukhari Keeping a log Comes from the same concept How close we came how close we came is because the ships that came over not only they had belonged to Muslims they had Muslims in them using Muslim technology at that time but because we can't get along with each other this is a great punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala today people are still called Omar and Sarah and Aisha in Abdullah in Spain and in Mexico go to Monterey, Mexico and pick up the phone book and look the grandsons the granddaughters of the grandsons and the granddaughters of the Sahabi who gave their lives to take Islam to the people and look where we are today But yet when we called them on the phone, we went there. We went to talk to them to ask them about their history. When we called them on the phone, they were excited. Really, a lot of them wanted to know. And we called them in Monterey and in Mexico City and we brought them together and we talked to them. They were excited that somebody cared about their history and cared about their ancestry and some of them even knew about their grand-grand-grandfathers named Omar and Abdullah and Sarah and Aisha. Many of them named Hussein. You're right. And Ali. Very famous. But they were Christian. Big crosses. Think about it. We're not immune from that today, are we? Are we immune from this problem today? How close we came. Just a few months. A few months. But Allah gave the victory To somebody else The glory is to Allah He's the only one to worship And for sure We did the wrong doing to ourselves Every time Every time I only want to mention One other example Because in this next one and the next one that I'm going to mention will break your heart let's go to history now less than a hundred years ago during the time of the last khalifa the last khalifa according even to non-muslim sources according to non-muslim sources he had a big headache He he was fighting on all sides he was dealing with Europe and Russia he was dealing with different ethnicities and tribes and he was trying his best we imagine to hold things together for the Muslims one of the things that they had worked on in a prized project that he had was to construct a railroad all the way from Istanbul to Mecca for a Muslim, immediately if you say to Mecca we know what you're thinking about Hajj, a great way to open up the door from Istanbul in the north to the extreme in the north, because that's in Europe Istanbul in Turkey that's in Europe and then crossing over into Asia and then down and across All the way into Arabia And there's Mecca Now for the non-Muslims though They saw a problem with that Big problem Not just the fact that Many more people might like to become Muslim And go down there because it would be easy to make hajj No, that's not what they were looking at at all They were realizing that just as a train goes one way It also comes back the other way When it comes back the other way It can have people on it as well who are maybe not necessarily wearing two towels wrapped around them for Hajj. They could be wearing uniforms. They could be carrying weapons. It could be a way to move a lot of people all at once. Troops. Because remember in those days there were no airplanes. There were no troop carriers back in those days. The way you moved the the troops in those days was was camels, horses and they weren't worried because across the Arabian desert was all sand you couldn't put a truck or a car out there they had some trucks and cars by the way in the 1920s they had them but they wouldn't run through the sand very far but a train ooh whoops not only could you bring all these troops out there and bring them straight into our front door right here in Europe oh oh, oh, no that's a problem because there was a lot going on that was right after World War not one they didn't call it World War One. they called it the war to end all wars because there had been no two so they didn't call it one Europeans were worried and they knew they couldn't get the support of America and Great Britain again you know why? because we lost too many people and we were all saying that's the war to end all wars we're not going to get anything else finished over uh uh-uh. uh they knew if we let that railroad open we can have a serious problem additionally by the way if you don't know this they already were talking about the oil in Arabia at that time oh yeah oh yeah because in those days oil didn't have the same meaning as it does to us today but it was still a commodity it was still a, a resource because they used it for lighting they used it for heating and they did use it For their machinery in those days But it was called kerosene What we call diesel fuel today Yup How close we came this time Because now look what happened A man Whose father was a Jew And his mother never bothered to get married Got me Yeah that's another way to say it Unmarried parents Yes Yeah that's that's a correct word that's, that's a correct English word Yes But the fact is This man Who had his own agenda Actually gave Khutbah From the minbar He used to teach From the minbar Preach Islam From the pulpit of Islam to the Muslims in Turkey. His name was Kamal Mustafa Pasha. Pasha. And he began to influence the youth and tell them that they had something special that the elders didn't have. Until he got the youth convinced that they needed to take over. And it started in the streets and they began fighting the young Turks against the regime or the Khalifa fighting against Islam. What? Muslims killing Muslims again. They said Turks killing Turks. I'm saying Muslims killing Muslims. And so that they wouldn't feel bad even if they had to kill their own father, he said, I'm your father. And he called himself in their language the father of the Turks, Ataturk. Check it out. It's in the history books. Until what happened? Well, at the same time, the British—pretty clever folks back there, by the way. That's British, huh? Very clever. They sent a man by the name of T. E. Lawrence into Arabia, and he put on the white thobe or long dress of the Muslims, and he put on their scarf over his head called the or Ghutra and the igal which is the rings that they wrap around he even carried a sword and they called him Lawrence of Arabia and for his work by the way his achievement when he went back to England the Queen of England knighted him Sir Lawrence of Arabia what did he do? well he told the Arabs guys you're Arabs aren't you? I mean, look, I even like it so much. Look how I'm dressing like you guys. Wow, this is you're the guys. Hey, hello. Who are these people, these Turks? What are they doing? What are they doing in your land? At that time, the Khalifa of Islam, the leader of Islam, was located in Istanbul. We just said that. It meant that everywhere there's a Muslim land, he was the leader. So the Turks, obviously, people born in Turkey and their descendants were over in Arabia. Some of them you find today One of my dear friends Ahmed Al-Turkistani Obviously he's coming from the same place He's one of the directors of the Mahid. They were all Muslims But he's dividing them up And teaching them the thing which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Tried to take them away from When Islam came This was telling you Stop this racism and tribalism How close we came How close did we come? When the Muslims began killing the Muslims, when the Arabs began killing the Turks, the Europeans didn't have to worry about the railroad anymore. We blew it up ourselves. Piece by piece, bit by bit, we went down the line, and we Muslims, we Arab Muslims, blew up the railroad ourselves. So in Turkey, you have fighting in the streets. In Arabia, you have the fighting everywhere in the streets. Muslims killing Muslims. Until Allah lifted all the barakah, all his blessings away. And then what happened? What happened? Lost the Khalifa, number one. That's the worst thing that happened in the history of Islam. We have no leader to this day. And everybody's out trying to on their own telling us this way, that way, another way and without a leader you can't do it we are a ship without a rudder we're a ship without a duffa and we can't do anything except watch the signs around us, we can watch the wind come up we can watch the tide change we can watch the ocean go in and out but we can't do anything with our big ship because we have no duffa, no rudder That's what's happened to us And this is not from the kuffar Don't blame the non-Muslims for your condition Oh This could be shirk This could be violating the very principle of Tawheed of Islam You don't blame other people for what happens That's one of the types of shirk Shirk al kafi is what? Like a black ant on a black rock On a black night You can't see it And this is one of the things When you begin to blame others and when you begin to say that if we had just done this then that wouldn't have happened if we would have done so and so this wouldn't happen no all of this is in the plan of Allah where we're sitting today is a part of the plan of Allah but it's good for us to go back and look and see how close we came yes we lost the caliphate again only this time we lost it for good until until the return uh, when the Mahdi comes When Isa salam comes When Jesus Christ comes back on earth Who knows when that's going to be But up to this point We've lost our Khalifa Who knows what's next We're not trying to make predictions We're just saying Look at where we are and how close we came How close we came And what's sad Most of the Muslims don't even know that And don't care But before we lose any more I think it's good for us to reflect back And see just how close we came You're listening to Islam Today We're broadcasting to you almost live All the way from Birmingham, Alabama I'm your host, Yusuf Estes Reminding you that you can visit us on the internet At the Islamic Broadcasting Network Ibn.net or islamtoday.com islamtoda dot Websites open 24 hours a day and we always have plenty of free parking whoa, 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 whoa.